Welcome to the Road to Black podcast, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting gis on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. We're here, bud. Welcome yeah. to the Road to Black podcast, everyone. We're here. Episode one. Episode one. We finally made it. A couple. Uh, a couple technical difficulties to start but we got through that and let's see how it goes kind of wanted to get on here and explain how we got here introduce ourselves my name is paul manganaro and this is my co-host wesley reed wesley reed yeah we're uh training partners for a few years here and uh recently wes moved i'm based out of phoenix arizona wes moved to fort collins and colorado uh, why don't you tell us how that's been going it's been (laughs) challenging to say the least uh so february the last week of february i think was my last training session in phoenix covid kind of hit and uh everything shut down and right after that uh we were relocated here yeah and so it um on top of all the personal stuff buying a house selling a house in the middle of a pandemic and you also don't get to close out with your gym and your regular training partners yeah so it's been challenging here to say the least so um, yeah I, mem- I remember when you told me it was a shock to me it's like what where you're just because you know, obviously our gym was closed at that time. So to hear one of my main training partners and one of my favorite training partners is moving away, I was like, oh man, this couldn't get any worse. So, but we're going to stay in touch through the, the, uh, you know, we, we talked over the summer a lot and I think we wanted to, uh, kind of continue our, you know, our friendship and our discussion about jujitsu over this podcast, because we got a lot to talk about. We both have some unique background, um, both in training and outside of training. And that's kind of how we got here. You know, um, I'm, I'm glad, yeah, you I'm know glad we kind of went down this road though, because I think there's a, we got a lot of good ideas to put some good information out there. You know, the name of the podcast, the road to black, we're both Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belts uh, for our listeners. You know, we've both been training a long time. And really, we want to connect with uh, other practitioners that are, uh, you know, in the same boat. Any, any, any person that trains jiu-jitsu, not just those who are not a black belt yet, but, you know, um, you know, we really want to connect with people that are starting out and share some of our experiences and some of our background. And that's kind of what we were discussing just on our own personal time a bunch. And uh, we said, why not, you know, put it on audio and get something going. Yeah. That first phone call, you know, for everybody, you kind of sent me a message that was just like, Hey man, 
um, mistraining, mistraining with you. We should uh, jump on a phone call here soon. And it was like exactly what I needed at the at the exact right time. You know, I was living in my parents or my my in laws basement. Yeah. During all that, and it was like jujitsu was just off the table. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time in my life that it wasn't a voluntary break. It wasn't exactly. For it was just yeah. It mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. It was just straight up off the table. And so, um, we it was such a strange experience. And I, I think everybody in the jujitsu community kind of is still going through it when you you know lose those communities. Yeah that you've built over such a long time. So when you reached out to me, it was, it was exactly what I needed. And then we spent from what I remember a couple hours on that phone call and just like talking about the craziness, talking about Mm -hmm. the craziness and it it led to another phone call. And that's where this whole thing started going. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we, we trained together for a couple of years but also, you know, we've had a lot of discussions. We're both small business owners, entrepreneurs. So, you know, we have that in common. And, uh, you know, we were obviously talking a lot about that over the last year, you and I. So this is just another little project that we're doing. I think we're going to have some good, uh, you know, put out some good information. And also, I think it's a great opportunity for us to stay connected with the jujitsu community. Um, I, I haven't. You know, I wasn't training in, you know, from March, mid-March to June. And I, I went out and trained and June, right at June 1st. And I, I kind of went too hard and messed up my knee. So disclosure here, you know, Wes has been helping me all summer with uh, physical therapy uh, with my knee. It's feeling great. So you know, it's been since June 1st, I trained yesterday and it was, it was great. You know, I, I held back a little bit and was very cautious in certain positions, but let me tell you, man, just to put on the gi, I'd, I wouldn't even have to have rolled. Honestly, I just, just to be around some friends, uh, with the gi on and getting into the mindset of training, that's all it took. Like it, it, you just, really forget how much, how valuable it is to you. You know, today I was on cloud nine, you know, from that training session yesterday, I just, I felt amazing. And, you know, we take it for granted when we're training four times a week or whatever you're training, the gym's always there for you, but then something like this happens. So, uh, it's, it's been such a wild, crazy summer. Why not start a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) absolutely just add a little bit to that craziness uh, exactly that that we are involved in a podcast now so that's i'm excited about it so i hope i hope i hope everybody else is excited about it too and we hope to cover a lot of cool content that people aren't getting elsewhere yeah um so i think there's a lot of uh you know there's plenty of there's a lot of content out there that is focused on other things and there's plenty of jujitsu podcasts as well. Uh, but there's, you know, there's plenty of, there's plenty out there for people, but there's a lot of people that, uh, it, the, the amount of information you can take in is unlimited. So we're just one other channel. Uh, you know, if you like what you're hearing, that's, you know, you're going to subscribe and listen. If not, you're going to move on. But, you know, I know our conversations have been really great. So I think we can apply that um here and share some of the information we talk about um our backgrounds you know we could share that now but my background is you know the last several years i've been an entrepreneur business owner uh i own a cryotherapy uh spa in the phoenix area um and then i also recently started a jujitsu apparel company so i'm super busy i'm always moving um i think i can share a lot of good information on jujitsu uh, recovery especially um our studio in tempe arizona uh we we have a lot of grapplers come in a lot and once the jujitsu community and mma community started hearing about us and 
they already, you know, they see cryo being done by professionals and online. You know, we got a lot going through there and I just see the benefit as well as myself to using some of those services. So, you know, I want to talk about that. I want to share that with people. Um, also, you know, some of the things that both you and I have experienced along the way for me, it's just physical fitness. You know, um, when we start jujitsu, it's not always clear on what, you know, what kind of condition you need to be in when you're new. It's just, you know, you're thrown onto the mats and, you know, it's evident if you want to advance um, yourself into the sport and, you know, learn technique and be able to train at a good level. It's age dependent. It's, you know, your physicality, it's your nutrition, you know, it, it all comes together and it all is very important. So those are some of the things I want to share on here. Um, obviously Wes's background is in physical therapy. I'll let you talk a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. So I, uh, I'll not go too too deep into before physical therapy, but I, I'm a uh, I'm a Marine. I'm a Iraq vet. I got into physical therapy because I had a couple buddies that got uh, severely injured, and both are extremely fortunate to be alive. And I got into physical therapy because I saw the difference that it made in their lives, and um, at the same time that. Uh, they both got hurt. I had just started training jujitsu. I think I was like a, maybe a two or a three stripe white belt. And I'll make it very clear. I never thought that I would ever be a brown belt in jujitsu. Yeah. When a brown belt walked on the mat, a purple belt, I used to idolize the purple belts and the mm -hmm. brown belts and yeah. the black black belts were just like untouchable un untouchable and so you know those guys got hurt i decided i was going to i found some clarity in my life with that that i needed to help uh provide physical therapy and so i went and got a doctorate degree in physical therapy and that's what i'm doing now that whole time through uh, I also have a bachelor's degree in biology. And so that whole time that I was studying to get into PT school and then in PT school, I was also training jujitsu and progressing in jujitsu. And uh, so I was in a graduate program. And day one, um, I will never forget this. I walked in day one and we're doing all of our intros to this graduate school. and. Uh, one of the professors got up there and he said, uh, we're going to do our introduction, uh, introductions now. I want everybody to introduce themselves and tell, the, tell everybody what it is you like to do outside of studying in school. And then he kind of chuckled and he said, because we want to know what you're giving up to be here. Mm. And I was like, Fuck you, because <laughs> I am not stopping training jujitsu, right? Because of this, and I will show that that you do not have to give up the things that you want to do, whatever it is, to also be successful and to achieve your professional goals. And yeah. so um, that really hit me. And so then that's when I started in on. The 6:30 a.m. classes that Paul and I are both both regulars at, and um, that's when I started in with that. So this whole time that happened, and then uh, I got the itch to uh, provide BJJ specific athletes physical therapy because we have a tendency. In fact, I I don't even think it's a tendency. We just don't. We just have this. When you ask a jiu-jitsu athlete, what are you doing for your injuries? It's two answers. Nothing or powering through. <laughs> and I just don't, like, those injuries have to get, like, if you want to compete and perform your best, then 
you know, you can't just ignore injuries because that's how things get worse. So I decided I saw a problem there that I felt like I could, uh, with my experience, I felt like I could help address. So that's where we're at currently. I run a business called the BJJ Physio, and that's what I do. Yeah. I like it. I like the business. It's, it's uh, you know, it's important to be, uh, you gotta be, you gotta be conscious of that. And I think that's why what you have going with the BJJ physio is just, it's, I think that's going to be really impactful. And I honestly, I think it's going to, there's going to be more and more of those services available. So I think you're on the front end of that. And I can attest, I've been using it all summer, um, your program and just plug it right here because it's really effective. I, you know what I like about it is the, um, it's not only a physical therapy tool, which is what I used it to heal my knee. Um, Wes goes in there and programs very specific movements and exercises. You know, it really relies on the person doing the therapy to put in the work, you know, because you don't have someone standing right over you. You have to take it upon yourself to do the work. Um, but my point was, is the nice part is, is you are always just a, a message away. So having that, I think it's important for people to understand when you're training jujitsu, it's, it's somewhat of a dangerous pursuit in that there are opportunities for injury. Okay. We try to train as good as we can, but there's always something that's going to happen. It's super common. Uh, if you're not familiar with jujitsu, if you're just getting into it, injuries do happen. So it's, it's something that I think is just now coming along with the sport where people are doing a little bit more proactive, you know, I think that's where you come in, you know, get your body right. Whether you're, for me, it was a, it was a healing therapeutic, uh, exercise by going through the physical therapy. Uh, I used the app that you provide. Um, I go through my my trainings. I log everything. All the data is there. You see the data. You can make comments. I can make comments. Um, it's also useful. But just just when someone puts that app on their phone, the fact that they know they have that resource, I think, is going to be huge um, for people like yourself in that type of business. You know, we're doing a lot more. Everything is becoming more and more remote. You know, there's less and less brick and mortar retail stores, therapists, I mean, gyms, everything is going, there's a lot of online training now. And that's how I see this, you know, because you do have a training aspect to the approach, but also a therapy aspect. Um, so I like that even, even when my knee is totally healed up, if I'm, if I want to do, you know, you have, you have a lot of different methods that you, you promote for training. Um, and if I want to do some heart rate based conditioning, um, Wes is my guy. I'm going to contact him. He'll program me some stuff on my app and then boom, I have like a personal trainer right there. That's where I think that is going to be so valuable is even after I'm done, uh, with my therapy, I just know now I have that little app on my phone. It's a resource that I in the past, I would have Googled someone, a therapist, and called them and made an appointment, go down there, where now literally I have this app, boom, this is what's going on with me, Wes. You know, what, what do you got? I, I mean, so I love the idea. I think it's going to be huge. I think people are going to use it as a big resource um, once you get your name out there. Personally, I can attest you're a great guy and a great communicator so, um, and great coach. So I wish you the best with that. It's been going good so far. Dude, that's great to hear. I mean, honestly, the uh, the biggest thing that the results are uh, all that matters. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, it's it's challenging because, and the jujitsu community, I think, is really good about this. These are really active people. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. There, there's no need. For a jujitsu athlete to to go into a PT clinic and find another place to work out, yeah. I just don't believe that. Like, you don't need a third, a second, or even a third gym. You already have a BJ a jujitsu 
membership. You, mm-hmm. Some people, you like, um, do you have a strength, like a, yeah. a big yeah. box gym type membership? Mm-hmm. A couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So it's like, and then, then on top of that, you're going to have to go into a, a PT clinic, a show up, cancel mm-hmm. probably the back end of your day or the front end of your day. Two or three sit hours. in the lobby. Yep. Absolutely. Sit in the lobby. I've and done then, it. Unfortunately, the way that therapy goes these days is nobody's going to pay attention. Nobody's yeah. going to, you're going to get passed off to somebody who, and there's nothing wrong, wrong with these folks. It's just, they don't, they're not attentive and they don't, um, yeah. They don't necessarily have the education to know what they're actually yeah. doing. So, um, I it's, just try and eliminate all those barriers. Yeah. All those barriers. That that's that's really what it is. You know, every single sport has somebody that is a specialist in their sport that they can go to. Except for jujitsu, for some reason. So right. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to fill that void. I love it. Uh, I have a few friends that have used it as well, and they have great things to say. So. I think you're off to a great start and, you know, some of our listeners are going to hear us talking about some of these, uh, you know, some of the aspects of what you preach about, but also just, you know, just health and physicality and physical fitness in general. Um, I'm interested in learning more about that because I don't have a, you know, I like to be physically fit, but I have recognized that I need some more structure um for pre jujitsu training maybe not on the same day but just preparing myself for the strenuous training that is jujitsu um you know i'm not getting any younger so i try to i i need to start you know you it's all about commitment you know it's it's everything you know people They'll ask, you know, how did you get to be a brown belt? Or, you know, you go to the gym all the time. You're doing this and that. And this. Well, it's, it's, I've been doing that forever. And as of you, it's, it's yeah. making that commitment, sticking with it, uh, putting the, the time and effort into learning in terms of jujitsu, learning technique, uh, learning moves, positions, all of that, but also taking care of your body. And that's something that you probably do because of your education, your background. Um, I know you do because we've talked about it many times on the mats, um, what you do to prepare in terms of stretching and, you know, the therapy that you do for yourself in terms of just keeping your body in check. Most people don't do that. Most people don't. Um, and no. especially newer people that are literally coming off the couch to do something active. And, you know, we want to reach out to those people and connect with them because we all know that the first class is the scariest class in jujitsu. It's uh, such an unknown, at least for me, it was, um, and it's 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 a struggle. So it, it's not the easiest thing to get into. But once you know, if you find a home within the jujitsu community and you find a nice place to train, and it can do wonders for your you know your mental and physical health. So um, I firmly believe that. I know you do too. So that's that's why we're here. We're preaching about it and. I just want to share that message with other people. When did you start training, Paul? I started um, almost eight years ago. So in 2012, in the fall. Um, and I've been at the same gym that whole time. So I, I locally here, I was back at that time. I've done strength and conditioning my whole life since I was a teenager. Um, pretty consistently. but because of that, it got, it gets really old, you know, um, jujitsu or strength and conditioning, you know, it's an isolated for the most part, isolated exercise. You're doing it by yourself. You're going to the gym. Yeah. You might see some people and say hello, but it's very isolated. And I like that about it. You know, you can get into a, a, a nice meditative state doing weight training and that's why people love it. You know, it's, it gets mental a lot. And especially if you can start seeing performance gains and stuff, same thing. So, but I had just done that so much. I wanted to change it up. I wanted to do something else physically to stay fit. And, you know, at the same time, I had been listening to Joe Rogan podcast, the Joe Rogan experience. 
Um, I've listened to, I've listened to him since he started and he's always preached the benefits of jujitsu. And I just kind of, I knew a couple guys here in the, in the Valley that had mentioned, Hey, I started jujitsu. And at that time, literally there might've been four or five gyms. I don't, maybe even, you know, eight years ago, there wasn't many, at least in my, in my opinion, I'm sure guys that have been around longer know a few more, but so the options were limited where I was around. I went to one gym um, and something happened where I couldn't get a training that day, uh, like a trial class. And the very next day I went to the current gym I'm at, um, which is GD Jiu-Jitsu in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, Went there and never, never looked back. You know, I went and took a class there and my first coach was amazing. And um, I, he kind of just, it it was very small group at the time. So I got a lot of one-on-one with black belts right away and uh it was great and that's where i've been ever since and that's where i met you so um eight years in this is definitely the longest i've been off the mats by far um i've had three rib injuries those were my longest term injuries where i was six to eight weeks off the mat each time and um this one has just been crazy i mean it's it's been it's helped it's helped my mental state in terms of not doing jujitsu because I was injured. So, you know, I took a couple months, we had the COVID thing. All the gyms were closed during May and uh, April and May. They opened some stuff back up in June. I started training. I actually had a session at my house and I just tweaked my knee. And as you know, I called you and we started my therapy right away. And, you know, now the gyms are starting to open up. And I'm starting, my knee's feeling better. So, you know, it's just measuring the, the current environment at this point, as you know. And that's something we were, you know, we also were going to talk about is where we're at with COVID and gyms being open and closed. You know, I've, I've had an eight-year eight run almost where I was always training unless I was hurt, um, you know, at least going three, four times a week. And so this has been, it's been so crazy. Hence the joy I had today after a training session yesterday, um, (laughs) same, you know, I've talked to you, you've had a training session a few weeks ago and you felt the same way, but it's like, man, just to get back out there with your guys and, uh, get, get it, break a sweat and roll around. And, you know, we're all joking behind the scenes. Have we forgot how to do jujitsu? And yeah, I mean, some of it, but you know, when you get on the mat, it all obviously all comes back and you can, you can roll just as well as you did, but you know, it does take some, you, you got to build yourself back up to that. You know, before COVID, it was, you know, I was training all the time, almost every morning. I was studying, watching videos. I'm, my mind's always on it. So since COVID, my mind has shifted, you know, I've shifted some of my thought towards my business, that, that, that jujitsu gap that I was filling before, you know, I got to start filling it up again. Um, and so I'm super excited about it. So that brings us, you know, to the COVID, you know, our current environment here in Arizona, um, you know, you got gyms are opening again and I, it's, they're open, but you know, you still have a limited number of people. And I think that's important to note is that not everyone is comfortable yet going back in large group training. So that's, that's what I'm seeing, you know, at, at least in our gym, I see a lot of people going back and, um, I'm definitely ready to go back and train, but I'm also, you know, aware of the situation, um, for me personally, in terms of COVID, um, I run a business, I, we wear masks at my business and as a business owner, I can't afford to be sick and be out of time at all. So, um, that is, you know, and I, you know, I talked to someone today that trained jujitsu and that person's issue is not necessarily of them worried about them getting a sickness from someone, but passing it on to their elderly grandmother who they take care of several times a week. So everyone's got a different, uh, kind of a different situation right now. And that's been really interesting. I'm friends with a lot of grapplers and it is cool and interesting to see, you know, some people going back, some people holding back. So what, what are you seeing out there in terms of your community that you're developing in 
Fort Collins. It's uh, it, the place that I, I, it's been open for, I think about a month. Things have been like full on back training. Yeah. Um, I think they're limiting the class size, but I, the class size I think is limited to 20. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty that's, good, pretty yeah, big class. That's a good group. You know? Um, so they're just picking it up and starting getting, getting people yeah, going. Basically. Yeah. It's, at least it's open. You know, there's yeah. several states that absolutely will not allow jujitsu. Um, California, you know, there's still some of the bigger gyms are fighting with getting shut down. Um, I know New York, New Jersey, or I don't believe they can train at all out there. So at least we're in a situation where it is starting to open up, you know, and, and gyms are taking precautions, you know, at least some of them are, I'm sure some of them have went just full bore, but what, what can you do with jujitsu? You know, it's, there's not a lot. It is the absolute most contact close proximity contact sport you could do. There's nothing more that you can do. (laughs) So, um, you're going to have to take some sort of risk and, you know, it's a measured risk for each of us and there's different reasons, but, uh, I think that's where we're at right now. You know, it's things are starting to open up. So people are going to have to start making the decisions to get back out there and get, uh, get some physical fitness going, you know, because I, I got in terrible shape when I wasn't doing jujitsu. You know, I've, I've had to make an effort in the last month to really, because I knew jujitsu was on the horizon and I was getting my knee better. It's like, Oh, I got to get fit now. So I just clean up my diet, started doing a lot more working out and stuff. And, but Same boat, brother. Everybody I've talked to is like 10 pounds heavier. Oh, that quarantine 15 <laughs> so, exactly. rolling, you know. <laughs> man, that's not pretty. But. No, it's not, man. I've been doing a, a boatload of cardio, just yeah. like, you know, clean up my diet, all that type of stuff, and hit, yeah. hit some cardio off the mats and, uh, you know, just try and. You can try. Try and, trying to get. There's nothing like jujitsu shape, as you know, or cardio, no. jujitsu cardio. I, we talked about that on the mat yesterday. It's like, I thought I was starting to get going and then a few rolls in, it's like, oh yeah, I got a long way to go, you know, but that's the the beauty of it. That's the beauty of jujitsu and why it's so valuable in that way. It's, I mean, you, you've seen it. I've seen it. We, we train with people that have lost a hundred pounds, you know, it's, we, there's people in the school that have just had tremendous, uh, uh, transformations. And I've seen it, obviously, if you're in the jujitsu community, you've seen tons of memes and posts by different gyms and people do incredible things because it is very physically taxing. But if you do it the right way and you do it consistently, man, people are in shape. You know, you walk into any jujitsu gym and these people are in shape overall, you know, and that's great to have an activity that's so fun, but so challenging yet so rewarding, you know, um, it's a great combo and, and such a mental game. It is a mental game. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's not just the, you know, the physical aspect is, is awesome, but you know, you're learning a new, you're learning, it's a skills development thing. It's a, you, you have to, I like it. And people in the jujitsu community have probably heard this a ton, but it's like learning a language and you first have to learn, you know, you have to learn the alphabet. And then once you learn the alphabet, you put a, a word or two together. Yeah. Then you start chaining those words together and you make a sentence and then you make a full paragraph. Then you're writing papers. Yeah. And then you're having full on conversations with people. They get really, really complex. Yeah. And so, um, and that's, and that's being on that road is learning and that, that like mental piece, it's, it is, uh, it is physically exhausting as well. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that there's only so much energy capital that we have Mm -hmm. and I won't go on too big of a, a, a rant here, but you know, when we take the white belts and we kill them with our warm up, we're, taking away their ability to actually learn technique yeah because that that is a especially in that white belt phase it is such a mentally taxing thing where you're literally your neurology is trying to learn 
movements and put you in places that you've never been before. Right. And it's just not. So uh, it, it is, it, you're right. It is so amazing that we get to be in this sport where it's a mental game. It is a physical game and mm-hmm. it is, it's just so, it's, it's just incredible. It is. We love it. You know, uh, the mental, like, and people that don't train jujitsu are sick of hearing people that train jujitsu <laughs> talk about how great jujitsu is, but I'm sure our listeners would love jujitsu too. So, um, you know, that, that was the big thing for me too, is the, the mental, cause I, I mean, I wasn't in jujitsu shape when I first started by any means, but it, it is very taxing when you're new because you're so, and it's, how about, how about this? It's very frustrating. You know, you have to, there's a hurdle that you have to get over and accept that you're just going to suck and get smashed. I mean, that is just a reality. And some people absolutely do not want to do that, you know, and I've met people right up front that just refuse to even try jujitsu because of that. And, you know, some of it is ego, but some is just the uncomfortable reality that you're going to suffer a lot when you're new at something. And that's typical in a lot of things you learn, but in jujitsu, it's, it becomes a physical thing. So it's and a mental taxing. So it's, it's hitting you from all ends. You get the physical part of it, meaning it can be so frustrating, especially how about in the first six months when you start training, you, if you don't have a wrestling background or any, you, you've never been on the mat with anyone. It's literally like, there's just, it's hard to explain, you know, how, lo- how lost you feel, you know? And, and then they're like, okay, it's time to roll, you know, let's train. And you're like, what, what do I do? Well, and they tell you, <laughs> just sit there. <laughs> this guy will help you out. This guy will help you out. And basically they choke the shit out of you and you yeah. go to the next day and it's like, okay, step one, don't get choked the same way. Okay. Day two, you got armbar. Okay. Let's learn not to be armbarred. And that's your existence for the first couple of years, you know, is just staying out of trouble, being defensive, starting to maybe think about an attack or two, but it's so mentally taxing that that I think that's why if you can make that hurdle and get beyond that blue belt stage, you you just benefit so greatly because it's such a tremendous mountain to climb. Um it feels great when you start learning and building those skills, building your skill set where you start understanding this new language that you didn't know before. Uh, and that's what it is. I mean, literally, it's, it's, it's a beautiful language. It's an art um, that can also be applied as a sport, but plenty of people don't compete. You know, it, it can be, it's very meditative for people, including myself. That, that is probably the number one benefit I've gotten out of jujitsu is besides friendships is the, the mental side. I mean, it's completely changed my way of thinking completely. And it's hard to explain that to someone unless they are going through the same thing or they're, it's empowering. It's empowering. It's, it's hard to find one word that says it, but it's not, Oh, I learned how to do jujitsu. Now I can kick this guy's ass over here on the street. It's, I went through some struggle to learn this is so complex and people look at it. If you don't know what you're looking at, you wouldn't know, but we know, we know yeah. the, the little inch here and the, the centimeter here and the difference this makes and this grip makes. And, you know, and it's, it's very hard to explain that to someone that hasn't done it, but people that have done it for a couple of years, they know, you know, um, and you feel that's my point is, is you just feel that empowerment of I can do so much more i can do if i can do this and get through this grind and learn this art and apply it it's so rewarding and empowering i've just started applying that to other aspects of my life you know that positivity and that toughness of just stick with it you know stick with it and you're going to get better and it's it's an incremental shift but it's like they say you know you just stick with it you just keep showing up that's all you have to do yeah, man, those that uh, something that kind of s- stuck out to me with what you just said about the hurdles. Those hurdles, man, they don't go away. It they just change. It's almost like a they kind of shape shift. But yeah. I've noticed, and they change, and in a way, they get the hurdles get bigger, and 
I feel like early on, you know, you get some of those hurdles and you overcome them, but you're, you're still in this like really, um, like the growth phase is still really, I don't want to say linear, like, but it's, uh, you're still going upwards in a pretty quick, even when you hit the, hit those hurdles. Yeah. But man, I, I had a, uh, really, I can specifically remember a hurdle and I was just in this prolonged phase of, dude, I am not getting any better right now. I am showing up to the gym every day and I'm grinding and I'm like, I'm training with everybody and probably from the outside looking in, especially from the lower belts, things were fine, you know, but in my head, I was like, dude, I'm literally not getting any better. Yeah. And then you have a tendency when that happens to look around and like, oh man, that dude is like, he's really killing it right now. Yeah. All these people are getting better. And why am I not getting better? And you go through this, it it like gets really frustrating. So the, but those hurdles get seemingly bigger and bigger and they change. And then you bust through one of those hurdles and it's like, I mean, it's, it's like, the chains are off. It's like, mm-hmm. watch out. And then you, and then it's into this huge growth period yeah. where, uh, it, it, I mean, we've all been on the mats and it just seems like everything is clicking and you can, right. you can like get, like you can stay in those times. And, it, but man, those moments of this is, I don't feel like I'm growing at all. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the earlier phases of training it seems like you know you can you can hit a hurdle but it doesn't last that long but man you like you can get into some pretty prolonged at least in my experience phases where it's just like dude this sucks man yeah. i'm not getting any better and what is that really you know i wonder what <sighs> the, it's because we all go through that and you said it best though other people probably were looking at you and going wes is killing it yeah. Or, you know, the same old Wes, but in your mind, and we've all been through that and, and at different stages, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't think about it too much, but there was, a, I remember a couple times, and we, you and I have talked about this, where it's like pulling up to the gym and I don't know if I want to go in there, you know? And it, I, that hasn't happened for many years for me, but when I first started, it would still get that way because it's so frustrating. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not getting better. I'm in this mode. So I think it's a mental, it's a lot of it has to do with your mindset, you know, because you're not, you're still learning, you know, you were still learning during that. It was in your mind that you had that. I'm not getting anywhere. And sometimes we beat ourselves up and we get in different mindsets. We all do throughout every, every aspect of our life, you know, and jujitsu is the same way. You know, I've, I've talked to so many people that have had that same experience where I'm not, I'm just, I'm not advancing. I'm not doing this. And then, you know, maybe they just change it up a little bit or they change a different class or they, they change up their environment or they get a new training partner that challenges them a little bit more. And they're still the same person, but in mentally, maybe they're feeling better. I think that is part of it. You know, that's been my experience too. It's like, you're beating yourself up. You're still, like you said, you're still on that trajectory. Um, it might not seem like you're making as quick of an advance, but I think we all have learned and need to accept that because it's such a long road. The, the road is never ending. Yeah. The podcast we call the road to black, but that isn't the end of the road. That's just a, a little pit stop. And then, you know, the real, the, the real stuff begins. You know, and I, I, I firmly believe that, you know, even at a black belt level, it, everyone is a different, everyone has a different experience. There's different levels of black belts, blue belts. That's one thing that I, you know, you got to make pretty evident and clear to listeners. If you didn't know, everyone's different. There's levels to this game. And, um, you know, a 55 year old black belt that, is never really compete is going to be different than, you know, the 30 year old championship grappler, you know, they're not the same black belt. Having said that, um, you know, everyone goes through different experiences in your own time. And a lot of the times we, 
at least I did, I would measure myself against people that were coming up with me or that I knew in the gym or, hey, this person started around the same time. You know, and it, honestly, I would beat myself up about it sometimes. It's like that person got advancement and I didn't, it was never uh, like I was owed something, but I always just took it upon, I always felt I'm not doing enough. How come I need to be doing more? So it was never like, oh, woe was me. I've never thought that way once. I, I prefer to, I prefer to learn as much as I can in each level and belt. And I'm, I'm okay with a long road to the black belt, which is what I'm on. You know, yeah. Um, we all are. It takes a long time to get to that skill level. Um, it's somewhat subjective, and it's who you train with and who your coaches, how they feel about you, um, and that. But that's all that matters in jujitsu is, you know, your relationship with your, your, your instructors and how you are personally advancing. That's, that's the number one thing. I, I think, you know, it's, it's not how everyone sees you. And, uh, you know, I've been training jujitsu 15 years and I'm still a purple belt. Well, that's your experience. It doesn't mean you're any less of a purple belt or any less of a grappler. Um, yep people have different experiences in life. You know, people have to leave jujitsu for five years and come back. So yeah. I think my message here is that you just have to, it's, it's your own personal growth. You know, you have to set your own standards and goals. Um, that's what I do. Um, if I, it's not all about time in, in the belt, you know, that's maybe some of it, but for me, I just have conversations with my training partners and especially my instructors. Where am I at? Uh, evaluate my performance. Uh, what do I need to be doing at this stage? You know, it doesn't mean as a brown belt, it could just mean I'm, I've been grappling for eight years. What, what do I need to know here? You know, teach me some more. And uh, that's the beauty of it is it's such a personal development tool, you know, both. Yeah, it really is. Jiu-jitsu and, you know, uh, competition as well, obviously. Um. Man, I, uh, to kind of key on that too, it's, um, especially once you start getting up purple belt, brown belt, and then obviously black belt, but so much of the, at least in my opinion and my experience, so much of what goes into I don't want to say the grading criteria, but I guess the the assessment of where you're at is not only just how you're performing with the techniques, but also how much of that knowledge are you imparting on other people? Mm -hmm. Like I think that is a huge part of being an advanced belt is you know helping out yeah lower belts. I mean, I if you're just agree. Uh, it, it it is uh and i think that is as much of a indication of somebody who is ready to advance into the advanced belts yes as uh as any sort of performance metric yeah well it, you it, know it, it, uh, it's an indicator of your skill number one uh to be able to teach someone and share information you have to know what you're talking about and what in the end what does that do it makes you a better teacher, grappler, learner, uh, student, you know, um, I know both of us both love that aspect of it. I always spend time teaching people what I know. I love it. Um, I enjoy teaching. I think it helps me be better and more engaged as well. And I couldn't agree more, man. And I, I think that's, and I'm glad that, you know, we have that same opinion and I know that some of our coaches do as well. So, um, yeah. you know, we come from the same school and we have a lot of high, high level. That is one thing I've always enjoyed at our school is, uh, just high level people, a very deep bench of experience and knowledge and m almost always people willing to share. So, um, yeah. I, I'm really spoiled in that aspect. I love our gym because of that. I know people that grapple and train at other places that just don't have that vibe. Um, you know, and traditionally there's some gyms that knowledge is kind of guarded in a way, uh, which is crazy as that sounds, but people will guard knowledge against one another. And I've heard personal experiences of that. And in this day and age though, I think there's just so much information and so much skill to be shared. And I mean, you just go on social media and you can find 
you can train forever on other people's yep. videos of them sharing their knowledge. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, we're pretty fortunate. And, and if you're, you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate. It's been nice to, to uh, have that, to have that, to have uh, that, yep. that guidance. And, um, the reason is be well in, in our, in my particular gym, it's been very well established over many years, um, as one of the, you know, one of the first jujitsu gyms in the area. So because of that, our, uh, Gustavo has a lot of black belts and we're spoiled in that way. Um, this goes back to my, I'm pretty, I've, I've introduced several people to jujitsu over the years and they, some stuck with it, some not, but I would say like, if you're listening to this and you, you're either training at somewhere, maybe you're not happy with, or maybe you haven't found a gym or maybe you're just wanting to dip your toes in, um, you know, try out different places. It's really just about, it's about obviously the, the experience of the people that are teaching you, but also the vibe and it's what's going to work for you. You know, do they have classes, uh, that you can attend in, in the times that you need is the instructor experienced or not? Is there enough instructors, you know, cause I I've just run into so many people that have grappled and I have run into people that ha haven't had the best experience. And I start asking, well, what gym are you at? Or what, uh, how, how was it? What was it? What was the structure like? And it's like, you know, and it could be anything. Well, this one was in, it was in with an MMA gym or, or my instructor is a purple belt and there's only maybe four or five people there all the time. Those are going to be different experiences than one that I might have where you can walk in and there's black belts on the mat as are yeah. a lot of gyms, you know, um, some, some even more, uh, privileged than us, I would say, you know, I, there's some of the bigger gyms in America there's, you just look and it's almost like everyone on the mat is a black belt, you know? Mm -hmm. So just imagine that pool of knowledge. And, and for the most part, I think everyone is sharing that knowledge, you know? So I, I think that's, that's, that's a great, it's a great point for any type of, as you're getting into the higher colored belts, I always tell people too, it's like, and I learned from, I've learned from lower belts as well. So for sure. We train with people that are lower belts and they like to show what they can do as well. Yep. So I'm always accepting of that. And I think that's, that's the beauty of the, the give and take of jujitsu and the sharing of knowledge. And, um, you know, at least in our, in our experience, it isn't just get on the mat and someone's just barking down orders and, Hey, let's do this and this. And, you know, there's probably places out there that are a little bit less personal but um we have a good vibe at our gym and so i i always tell people try a couple different experiences try a couple different classes different a night class take a morning class you got to find what vibes with you that i think that's the key to jujitsu like it is the you, you got to find key. a good group of people that you can vibe with and hang out with and learn together like you know if i didn't have good friends like yourself and people that i meet in our classes i have a lot of friends in our classes Imagine if you were going to a new place and maybe you didn't fit in or these people are just straight assholes. I mean, it's yeah. not going to be a good experience for you to learn or in, in a good environment for you to advance. So I'm pretty spoiled in that. Um, and I also strive as a brown belt to, you know, to share my knowledge. And it absolutely helps for me to be able to talk through things and teach people and it tightens up my my technique a hundred percent when i do that yeah one of the things that a uh, couple points that i i try to do is man i i was scared to death going to my first jujitsu class scared to death <laughs> and me too i'll, I'll, I'll man it. i'll, I'll never forget it. that man yeah i'll never forget that and when a, a white belt comes in on their first day or their their trial week man yeah. i always try to try to go and try to introduce myself remember their name mm -hmm. um you know go above and beyond spend a little bit of extra time with them to yeah. hey man that you know let's I'll pull them aside let's get that shrimp you know 
clean let's it up. get that clean it up a little <laughs> bit you know yeah. like um but man because that stuff matters and like you were saying you have to find a place that that you vibe with yeah and it, it sometimes takes a little bit of find you know trial and error yeah to find the find the right place and and there's going to be different things that you want in a gym for like for instance me personally like schedule is a is a big thing flexibility mm-hmm. of the schedule i don't train at night i've i've i have rarely trained at night i've gone almost white to brown belt training either in the like early bird or noon classes yeah i just don't train well at night i don't like it i'm tired like i work you know when you're have a full day you want to unwind so yeah. um the most you know what what is the saying uh uh the most valuable gym membership that you've got is one that you're going to use something like that yep. and it's uh, um you know so if if you know that about yourself and people find that stuff out i you know i have trained it like i said white to brown almost all either morning early bird or uh afternoon classes so now like if I go to a gym, it has to have one of those two time yeah. spots available. Yeah. It's because that's when I train. Yeah. You yeah, know? that makes sense. So it's that, that's just, that's one of the important things to me because mm-hmm. I know that if I'm not going to get the amount of training days that I need in, yeah. if I can only train at night. Yeah. So I'm, it's just I'm not exactly, going to work. Same exact thing for me. Same exact. I, in fact, when I went to search for a gym at the time, I was specifically looking to do it at a 6 30 a 6 or 6 30 a.m class because i worked an eight to five shift at the time i worked for a corporation i knew i uh i spent time with my family at night i wasn't going to train at night and that was it and at the time there might have only been a couple programs that i could find that were had an early class so i lucked out and i found my home um and i i've literally i mean I, I might have only ever taken a couple night classes ever. I mean, I love training in the morning. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a better way to start your day to, you know, as good as jujitsu feels after you train, imagine that starting your day. That's why I tell people that train at night. Not that it's bad to train at night, but man, I have the best day. I mean, my mood is just so great. You know, you, you train and after you're training, you're just, it's like I got my workout in, I got my mental meditative my moving meditation in and i'm ready for the day and i can conquer anything that comes at me i mean that is 100 percent the way i felt my entire and i i i've watched our early bird program grow because of that same people oh, coming man. in same same men- mentality um it's a great way to start your day um same thing when new people come in we try to recruit them try to keep them around <laughs> Funny story I had, I, I related to your white belt story because same thing with me. When I started out, I was just so intimidated. And yeah. uh, especially when they give you this gi. And it's like, what is this piece of cloth? And, they, and the one that I was given was like an A5 or something. And I was like 205 pounds, way too big. But I, I get in the back and I was totally confused. And I remember a guy from our gym, I get on the mat and he helps me tie my belt. And I just remember that moment. And uh, that was during a trial class. Um, it was in the afternoon. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to try to stick with this. And my very next class was, I was going to start training in the early bird. And my very next class was the early morning class. And I never went back to any other class. I always went to the 630. I found my instructors there that I, love to death um but it was probably maybe probably about a year ago now i was uh i walk into the dressing room the locker room and i see this white belt and he's the only person in the locker room and he's got his pants pulled up and they were way too big for him they were loner pants so it was his first day and i just couldn't help but just smile i just had the biggest smile on my face i was like this is it right here this is this guy's journey, whether he starts or not, or continues, but I had to walk over to him and show him, which I had no idea how to tie, how to tighten your pants when you first start, because yeah. you can't just take the the, no, the rope. You don't and just tie loop, but you know you yeah. have to pull him 
if we all know you have to pull them straight out, <laughs> which is the most, the weirdest thing ever. If you've never put on uh, kimono pants. So it was just that moment though, was just so great because he couldn't make it out. Like no one, everyone else was on the mat. So he was like, so scared. He didn't know what to do back there. He's like, I can't even tighten my pants. How am I going to get out there? So yeah. Luckily, I caught him and I saw him. I said, "This is what you do, bud." And I did that. I made sure he could get his his uh, a good knot on his white belt. Um, so he looked presentable, and he went out there. And I never saw him again. But he doesn't mean he didn't stop training. But I, yeah. I didn't. I don't recall seeing him again. But it it's a great. It just shows the when you know for the most part for most of us that hadn't had any training or experience before. It's so new. That you don't even know how to tie your damn pants. I mean, that is how different this sport is. You know, honestly, it's you're putting on a costume to train yeah. in. You know, I've never done that before. So, but now you know it's your, it's your, it's your uniform. You know, it's something you take pride in. Uh, at least I do. Uh, you know, obviously, it's super honorable to get promoted and. Uh, some of those are some of the most special days, you know, um, yeah. when I got my brown belt last year, uh, I know you were there. I think me and you rolled for the first time. It was just so special and, um, man, we've just built a great community and I just encourage other people to, you know, wherever you're at, I hope you have a good community. And now's, now's a good time. If you're just getting into jujitsu to kind of explore other gyms, uh, gyms, some gyms are reinventing themselves. So, and that's needed during this time, you know, and it's now's as good a time as ever to start at least looking into where you want to train. And obviously if you're already training, you're happy with your, your thing, then, you know, it's, that's a good thing too. Yep. Well, shoot, man, that was a fast hour. That was an hour. So if you are a white belt, here's a couple tips. You right. put your kimono on, pull the strings <laughs> to the side. Yep. And you number gotta, two. Yeah. Wash your shit. Wash your after shit. every cha- training session. Wash your belt. There are wash your belt. There are no powers in that thing. No, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I've washed my belt every training session. Every and session. I made it to brown belt, and I'm halfway decent. So you're gonna be okay. And as an as someone that's in the apparel business, let me tell you, those belts are cotton, just like everything else. So they will attract disease and keep it there so i always tell people hey it's not your face that's on your belt it's mine i don't want my face rubbing on your belt if you have disease on it wash your shit (laughs) so yeah uh, (laughs) that's that's also something that i'm pretty vocal about in our class and i i think we have a really good you know i've had a couple guys come up to me that are my longtime training partners like man i I never kind of never washed my belt as much until you started saying stuff i'm like thank you Keep it up. Yeah. Great job. We all appreciate the work that you're doing. Yeah. Keep washing that belt. It's God's give work. That, give, that's right. Give that uh, washing machine a little bit of a workout. Yep. Well, buddy. Dude. It's been fun. Number one is in the books. Get one in the books. Get, get, we'll get used to it and uh, clean things up. If anyone has any uh, suggestions, you can DM us. I'm sure this uh, this first episode's going to be listened to by by a bunch of our friends as well so um i'm not afraid of any critical assessment of it but uh we're just getting going and really it's just a conversation so um both of us like to be perfect in what we do but when you're doing something like this we're 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 talking off the cuff so um that's the way it should be um it's going to be it's going to be a good ride we got a lot of stuff planned um you know we have a lot of topics to cover and I think we both have a lot to say and we both are the type of people that like to share our knowledge and uh, it's going to be fun, man. I'm super stoked for it. I am. I am so pumped. This is, uh, this is, this is cool. I'm this pretty pumped about good. it. So, so for yeah. everybody out there, we're going to um, get this finalized, edited and uploaded, I guess, go look for it on your podcast networks we don't know yet because it's not there and we're just learning this stuff so go out to itunes and stitcher and wherever we're gonna shove this thing on we're eventually gonna have a youtube uh version of it as well um 
we're both in the process of building our little studios out. So, but we wanted to get this one going and get it into the books. And I think it's been good. And it's good to see you and talk to you, brother. Same to you, man. I'm, uh, yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure. All right, buddy. We'll, uh, All right, dude. we'll hook up the next time until yeah, then for sure, man. Later guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the road to black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ physio contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level therapy performance, the BJJ physio also role union jujitsu. Check out the latest styles, jujitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, rollunion.com. Follow on Instagram, at rollunion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.